Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League podcast. I am your host Wabbits, and joining me today is the beautiful Lizero. Uh, hello, hello. Yes, it is just I. Mm-hmm. Uh, combo. Uh, you know, last week I think I think we all had a premonition. You know, someone some gloating about uh, their new computer that uh, something bad has to happen to them. Mm-hmm. So uh, totally that new not computer me. not working today, and that is the reason that he's not on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a me- mechanically mediocre. So if you want to listen to an hour and a half of combo and Jer, there you go. That's where you can find them. Uh, and that was only like two days ago. So I guess that kind of works, you know? Yeah, it's perfect. There's plenty of combo on the internet and you guys can always For this listen week. to yeah, that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I, well, and also speaking of combo, I'll just straight off the bat. I'd like to say, mm-hmm. uh, from behalf of the a- ASAP leaky network, uh, uh, what's it called? I don't know of LLC, but the the company, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Ontario registered company, uh, <laughs> and Combo, uh, although he he has uh, no say in the matter, so I don't know what he actually thinks. Uh, but I like to apologize for the end of the show last week, mm-hmm. uh, and specifically um, our uh, Aldo Alda. Wait, what was his name? I, I mean, now I feel terrible. <laughs> Ocal, there it is. I had it. I had it. Okay, Art Ocal and ESPN. I like to apologize. You guys had some great journalism. I think the truth is, is that um, I don't. While I was thinking about this, I'm like, did they have like a? I guess they'd have a scoop or something on it that they knew beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in esports, I'm so used to like rumors flying around every which way. Uh, that I think myself and combo kind of got carried away because we tend to think like, uh, well, rumors are rumors. There's no way rumors are yeah. rumors. So reporting our rumors wouldn't make sense, but no, it was correct. It was like an hour after the recording last week too. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as it always is the moment we talk I, about something, that's when it gets confirmed or denied. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I th- that was the first time that I left a show and, and like the, I, fa- I heard that I'm like, I think I have to apologize because these guys are actually doing <laughs> decent work and, and I feel like we might have gone, we definitely gone way too harsh. Um, but you know what? 71 episodes in, that's our first like giant mistake um, that we're, cause you know what I think we do a lot. We, we like kind of preface or like we're speculating. Like we, mm-hmm. we do a lot of that. You know what I mean? So I feel like that kind of defends us from scrutiny in a lot of episodes. <laughs> um, but in the last episode, we kind of rammed in a little bit. I, uh, I, uh, to like lesser or greater extent. Uh, and I just like to apologize. They did some good journalism. They had it astrals now in oxygen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and free is now on dig, I believe. Uh, if you can just send some love, dude, like tweet Arakal <laughs> and be like ASAP with you rockley podcast says you're an awesome news reporter. Uh, that'd be great. Um, let's get at least, you know what? Like 10, 20 people just, just tweet him that all the same thing. Boom perfect uh, that's that's yeah that's our apology dude mm-hmm. um no no it's 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 kind of interesting because i think as well as like in in our world like the esports world it's always been the wild wild west um and there's always this aversion to going mainstream or not mainstream or like wanting it to be more mainstream or sometimes those like mainstream you know establishments institutions you're kind of like do we want that because they have their own qualms Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, there is a giant thunderstorm. So uh, we shall see how this episode goes. Um, I, I call that, what, what's that word? Uh, pathetic fallacy? Um, I don't know that one, but I'll accept it as truth. <laughs> no, no, like where where the... 
So like in a story, if like the weather changes to bad, it like is like mm-hmm. a, it's a premonition of, uh, you know, bad, bad things are going to happen. Yeah. Um, so in this way, in order to protect myself from the forces that, you know, that may be, uh, I am saying that the bad thing was what we did last week. So, <laughs> and not that this, you know, that this uh, show is just going to get cut off and the internet's going to stop working, Beautiful. which is entirely possible, my dude. Yep. So uh, if it ever cuts off at any point, that's exactly what happened. It'll be me for a solo show for like however long is left. And then, yeah. <laughs> and if it's too short, we'll do another show tomorrow. That'll yes. be like the, the second half of our topics. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, just a little recap on that. We're sending out an official apology kind of to, uh, to the reporter. Official because, apology, but only if they listen to the podcast, you know what yes. I mean? <laughs> if they actually have uh, us on their radar um <laughs> just to you know because like they did do a great job of reporting it even though um no it hadn't come from anything else so that's why we were you know very speculative um so yeah big apology and also shout outs uh espn is much love yes was it espn it was espn esports yes yeah uh actually a thing in the uh esports scene possibly so that's kind of cool mm-hmm um okay uh i think that's all we have for announcements correct yeah yeah uh i'm just trying to think i think nothing too crazy going on um Mm -hmm. just maybe maybe last thing is if you want to get some coaching in uh you've been grinding you want to you want to get some tips um i know elize has replay analysis and and the replay analysis is uh i believe even cheaper than it was originally. Um, and he has a one hour coaching and then you Abbots have one hour coaching as well. So at asapweekly.com, uh, you can, you know, check all that out. Uh, if you're interested. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually on this note, I think I might just, do you mind if I give a little rundown of what I do with my coaching? Uh, yeah, I've mind very much, uh, cause yes. I'm the host and I get to decide. <laughs> I don't know. You're the only other person on here. So like, <laughs> I don't want to just go off on a small tangent because I don't think I've ever. It's okay. Uh, listen, there's now <laughs> lightning. So uh, maybe that statement truly angered the gods here. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll save that for my solo no, 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 podcast dude, dude. later. No, 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 no. Say it, say it, dude. Say it, say it. Let's get um, into it. So what I, what I do with uh, my coaching um, is the first session at the very least will be pretty much an entire hour of, or hour and a half of uh, just replay review and me slightly roasting you but also just calling it all the bad stuff that you're doing and being like hey do this instead um and i'll just it's not for the faint of heart apparently it's not it very much is not you're signed up for a roast session and that's what you're gonna get um, but that's the first one and that's what i'll generally do and then i'll uh try and keep uh, some notes but whether it's in my mind or in an actual thing um i'm not entirely sure yet and figure out what uh actually needs to be done to improve um and then in the second one i'll try to have a shorter replay session and then go over some actual stuff that you can work on whether it's a training uh like training regimen or something like that just based off those two replays uh what's consistently wrong what you've worked on and you've kind of figured out what you're still doing uh mistaking and what you're doing well um and that's just where those would go and then it would get into like a genuine uh, full personal coaching of this is what has to happen. This is what you should be doing Do blah, blah, blah. Uh, so yeah, just, it starts with replays and then it goes into, uh, actual coaching. So if you are, uh, wanting something like that, 
uh, that is very much available on the website. And Eliza's is also amazing. And yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what we have there. Um, Combos is currently all sold out. We're not sure when that's going to come back up. Probably when he has more time. So that's in the air. Uh, on to actual things. <laughs> uh, so I am confused by this. Okay, do you like me to start here? Yep. Yeah, no. So last week, uh, so this is May May the 20th. So it was last week, right, right mm-hmm. after the show. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our new patrons and new listeners, it seems, uh, Sagmopko, um, uh, posted in the podcast quotes. Uh, and I kind of want to like bounce off this, I guess. This is like, a, what's it called? A conclusion to the last week. Mm-hmm. Um, the follow-up, shall we say. Um, he said... <laughs> Or she, I don't know. I haven't spoken to them. Uh, <laughs> I feel like my eyes have been open for the uh, from this week's podcast. Uh, basically, I've been gold one for a while, and I've started to implement rotating into my play. And I think by complete accidental good rotation, I made it to gold two. Uh, mm. Then I start thinking, oh, uh, me going back means more saves and less goals against. Uh, since that realization, my poor rotations have caused me to lose a ton of games, and I slid back to silver three. Uh, this quote today from. Yours truly, Wabbits. Sorry, I, I didn't use that right. Uh, <laughs> your host, Wabbits, uh, just told me everything I could have wanted. Uh, and this is the quote. Uh, falling into a mentality of not wanting to be scored on rather than a mentality of I want to score. Uh, then the following explanation perfectly describes all of my recent games. I get gun shy about pressing the goal and when playing solo threes, because especially in my rec, no one can get back to make sure save or bad bounce or close shot. Sometimes I feel like a score to be scored on. Now uh call me marina because i'm brave uh thanks for the great episode so uh the point was essentially that he was trying like he felt like because he was so focused on good rotations he started becoming a lot more gun shy Mm -hmm. um and playing a lot more passive and then because of what you said last week he's saying like no i still need a mentality if i want to get goals even if it is risky at times right Mm -hmm. yeah um do you do you kind of want to say anything to that Um, um I'm just really happy that somebody actually got something from, you know, that little rant that happened. Um, uh, and I'm honestly very surprised that it happened uh, for like, like this, this player who was in like mid golds and silver. Um, and I'm really like kind of excited about that because that means that like, even though uh, we generally talk about mechanics as what you need to get out of bronze and silver and just play in the game and figuring out like some, more basic stuff and like getting into the higher ranks where rotations and things will be more uh, like more effective. Um, that just shows that even having this like uh, or being aware of these higher level mechanics is genuinely helpful uh, even at the much lower ranks. So I just kind of like to hear that because I thought it would be something that would be beneficial more more to uh, plats and above and then honestly probably diamonds and above um but hearing that it helped out uh like someone who's in the mid gold to low gold uh range is kind of nice i like that <laughs> mm-hmm. remember to- yeah so that was just a follow-up i just wanted to mention that yeah awesome um so next on the f- I t- you just keep on putting things in here that i have no idea what you're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. so okay so <laughs> let me explain so i put in the google doc i put uh f- the five-year-old, okay? And I was thinking about this, right? Because um, I think a lot of players, like, when we hit a wall, it's, like, very difficult to think about, like, oh, I can't, 
or comet or, or a crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kind of came to me uh, as I was playing StarCraft uh, the other day. I just hopped in and played a couple games, right? Um, and by the fourth or fifth game in, I mean, the first couple games, I was just fooling around doing like silly stuff and losing and not really caring. But the fifth game, I was like, you know what? Let me win this game. You know, let me, let me, uh, there's a term in StarCraft called macro, um, which is the idea of macro management. It's just uh, focusing less on like positioning and moving your units and more about making sure you're getting, you're keeping your money low. So you're harvesting a lot of, uh, you're very efficient, essentially, and very slick in like how much stuff you're creating in StarCraft. And StarCraft being a game where you build up an army, having a bigger army usually tends to do well, right? Um, and it was this feeling, uh, because it's a game that I've played for, what, eight years now, at least? Um, yeah, I'd say about eight years, right? And it's a feeling that, like, when my brain like reactivated like whatever pathways I had related to that game. I just, I get it's one of the greatest feelings, but it's like everything started to click again. And I'm like, if, if you were a newer player that had played for two years and been grinding like crazy, you're not beating me when I'm in this mode. You know what I mean? Interesting. It's just like, it just like took over. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I want to equate this more specifically to combos case. Right. Um, so, combo himself like the feeling is that in general he's probably not practicing definitely like specifically not practicing like new uh, mechanics or anything right but he can play above average or average gc gameplay no problem right um and i equate it to what i have in that game where like i literally play a couple games and then i'm like right back maybe not improved um maybe like just a level below that I was when I was like at the peak or whatever, but it's still more than enough to beat a lot of maybe newer players that are playing a lot more, but I started later. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so like I, this, this is one of those rants where like I'm, I'm trying to decipher it myself. You know yep. what I mean? So, so there may not, the point, the point is there, but it's not very concise and I'm trying to articulate it. Um, so, like I've been playing this game now, what two years? Not yeah, even. I think it, no, less, yeah, it would have been a couple months. It'll be two years. Yeah, so almost two years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and what's diamond rank right now in the game? Like, what what percentage is that? Diamond, diamond uh, three and threes. Do you know about how much? Like, like roughly ten, fifteen, somewhere, but probably around twelve. I would guess. Okay, top twelve percent of the game. So. <laughs> So think about that, right? Like I, I was thinking about this because like I'll get discouraged, like oh I can't rank up, whatever it is, right? Um, but I'm playing against players who have the same way I view StarCraft sometimes, where I get into a mode where it's just like I just have that experience that is so far greater that I I you're just I'm unsolvable right now, and I think for players that have played longer, um, they have all that backing, right? Um, so those three years extra plus the two years that I've been doing to, to catch up essentially when I started. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's why, like, I, I've been thinking about this, right. Cause, cause I think a, a lot of esports I'll take as like, uh, 
my goal has always been like, you know, can I like, you know, get to a level where I can do competitions and go, perhaps yeah. go pro and all that stuff. Right. I think I've mentioned that before Wabbits, Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm starting three years behind, right. Um, I can't say, Oh, in two years, I'm going to be at the same level as these players that have been playing it for three more years than me. They've been playing it for five years. Um, even like, even if you did like eight hours a day, very finely tuned training sessions, I think you get there a lot faster, obviously. Right. If you had a very regimented and very, like, I think you can definitely get there faster, but, um, the discouragement comes from this idea of like, Oh, I just want to progress now. I want to progress now. But you're probably a lot of the times, especially if you're a new player, you're playing against people who've, who've, grown with the game and you're you're trying yes there's a lot of cheat codes right as combo says like there's a lot of things i can learn a lot faster but and i hit the top 12 percent in the game already think about that right yeah like if you've hit diamond three i mean if you're only playing this game for a year or two it is impressive mm-hmm. um I, I i think a lot of times people are compare hours but like once you get to like three thousand, i think anything of anything be- like around that or above that, no one really cares. Right. Yeah. I like I don't think, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just, the hours don't matter after a certain point. Yeah. Um, so my point is, is like as much as you can get discouraged and stuff, the, the realization as well is like, if you're in the top 12% and you're trying to become the top 6%, you're competing against people that a are also practicing probably as hard or harder than you. Right. Because they are in that percentile or B, have been playing the game for five years, right? So regardless of how much you may be practicing like crazy, they just have a breadth of experience and time for your brain to process the game for so much longer that that's why they tend to be ahead of you, right? Mm-hmm. Or they tend to have seen other these situations so many times that like they have a sense of calm or knowing or comfort or like that feeling of like, oh no, I like I have this guy beat. This person is playing predictable, right? Yeah. Um and relating it back to my Starcraft thing in Starcraft, I'll be like, there'll be times where I'm like, no, I, I know exactly what you're doing. Like, like no joke. I, I do about one fourth, the actions of my opponents in Starcraft and I'll still take over games sometimes. Wow. Um, and it's just, and it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's mostly cause they're, they're, I don't do useless actions, which is, which is another yep. thing altogether. Um, so in the beginning of the game, like I, I won't do much cause there isn't much to do, but then it'll speed up as the game goes on. So my average is significantly lower than a lot of other players. And I'm still playing slower technically than a lot of other players, but the big decisions and, and key timings are just hit that much more viciously. Yeah. yeah. I digress from that. Um, <laughs> point being with, with rocket league, I, I feel like everyone has to get a grip that if, if you started this two years ago, right. Um, and you, you almost feel entitled to the, like the ability to get to like champ or GC yep. or, or pro. It just, it's just not the case, right? Like, are you, are you training four hours a day? Cause, cause I, if you were truly like you had a regiment and four hours a day you were training, I could say you could have a little bit, a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. You know what I mean? But if you're not doing that, 
you can't, I don't think you can expect um, to break a top 5%, top 4%, top 3%. Like, I don't think it's possible, right? If you're not putting in those hours. But also, no, if you started the game earlier, it's just to, you have so much cashing up to do that, like, you almost have to do double the work, right? Because you have less of a time span to do it in. Um, I I don't think that was necessarily where I want to go with the point, mm-hmm. uh, but do you get what I'm trying to say? That I feel like like we we assume we should have achievement before we before and but but we want we to be farther. We should, uh, say that again. Farther than we are, faster than we are, or faster we want than to be we farther than we are, faster than we are, and that's why bring it back to the five year rule, right? I think if you are truly putting in the time, the point where you'll, where you can say, um, I haven't been efficient or I, I've done, I must've done something wrong in how I'm training or, or like, you know what I mean? Is at the five year mark. Oh, right. Um, and this has been the thing I think in a lot of like life things that I've done is that around the five year mark is where I get comfortable if that makes sense so um what i'm trying to say is is around that five year mark is the point in time where any ability any skill like you can be very good at it but the confidence and the comfortability is what comes at that five year mark so for me like teaching karate for instance right i started teaching karate when i was 14 um but not until i was about 1920 did it get to a point where I could walk in and I'm like, I've pretty much seen every situation possible with teaching and difficulty um, that this is now something that it takes very little energy for me to do. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's my equation is that until you get to five years, I feel like you can't really compare yourself to pro players. Maybe that's oh. ultimately what I'm trying to say is that until you get to a point where it's like, I'm at the point where this game is ingrained in me as opposed to I've hyper trained in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. End of my rant. I hope someone got something. (laughs) I'm going to respond to pretty much everything here. Um, Do it. So I'm, I'm really interested that you choose five years as the timeframe. Um, and I don't know necessarily why I don't know if I've had enough, uh, personal experience with, um, really most things uh to say that five years is too long or too short um and it might also just be a thing that's relative to each person that some people I, learn i faster. think it's like for me it feels like a rule of thumb yeah yeah you know yeah um so it might be relative to who you are and everything like that but like regardless the what what this entire rule comes down to is that um the familiarity with what it is that you're doing uh, doesn't come until well after you think you're familiar with it, um, which is kind of an interesting uh, thing to say because um, one, we technically have the same amount of years of play. I want to say I might so, have like a bunch of months. Basically. So the difference I feel is that well, I think I probably have more hours than you. I, I, I don't think that's probably, but. Um, but I think the fact that you even played the game a little bit, yeah, I had like the you were able bit. to get, you were able start. to get, yeah. I think even the fact, 
like I even think if you practice like one hour or play one hour a week for two years, mm-hmm. um, and someone did like double or triple that amount of time, but in one year or like six months, shall we say six months, right? Sure. I think that two year person will be equivalent about to that six month person that it like double, triple the amount of effort Interesting. because I think there's, I, I have a feeling that, or maybe, maybe it might be my particular brain that that's also possible. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it just takes time to get to that point where it's, it's comfortability. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. it like, Where's in, ingrained muscle memory rather than something that you're still actively thinking about doing. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like, so, so this, this boils me down. It's like, I feel like everyone can hit diamond one. You know what I mean? Sure. Like if, if someone puts in the time and the effort, everyone hits diamond one, but it's that next step that I feel like just takes time. Like it's, it's not a matter of Well, it's a matter of consistent training and proper training. Um, but on top of it is like, you can't evaluate within a span of a week or two weeks. It's like months mm. and years, yeah. right. For that last little bit. Cause at that point you're no longer competing to be above average. Right. That's what I'm saying. Everyone can hit diamond one or, or let's just say plat three. Right. Like, I feel like there are so many skills and mechanics you can do. And as long as you're practicing, the people you're playing are probably not practicing as much. And at that level, I, th- I tend to think mechanics and the ability to do, whatever you want with the ball far outweighs uh, rotations. In my opinion, at least, at least when I sped into platinum and then I had to start learning rotations, but I, I felt like it was almost mechanics were really, really effective in the beginning. Just, just literally practicing them, not doing anything else and then playing comp. Um, And it's probably still effective. I probably, yeah, I've definitely got into the, 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 the comp worm home. But the point was that like getting from that diamond to that champ, to that grand champ is like when you're going from like, no, I, I no longer want this to be a very good, right? I don't want to A minus. I want to be an A plus. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to, Yeah. Yeah. So I very much agree with you there. And this is kind of where I want to get, or what I was going to say earlier at some point, I forget when, um, the thing about trying to get, to this highest level to get to the the best players the the upper um upper echelon let's say is that what ends up happening um is that you as you progress through the ranks you get uh to face people who one have more time in the game that's just a natural thing that everybody like understands um that's why everybody is so concerned with how many hours do you have at this rank uh, at least like a lot of people are but it's not just that um it's that the the people at that rank have that many hours. It's that they're also putting in so many more hours as the time goes on. So mm-hmm. you have, uh, like, let's say you have uh, somebody somebody who hits plat in like three hundred to four hundred hours, and is putting in five five to ten hours. Like that, that's honestly very very good. <laughs> like if that's that's what it, what somebody gets, like that's pretty impressive. Like I, I would assume at least um, that was me. To be fair, I, I do think like. In the beginning, though, that's what I did. <laughs> and, like, that's kind of a lot of time to be putting in. That's uh, a lot of uh, stuff that you've done in however uh, long of a, however long term that you've put it in, I guess. Um, whether it's over one year or five years, like, regardless, you put in a lot of time. Um, 
but what ends up happening as you get to the higher ranks is that you get to the people who are in diamond champ and grand champ and you have players who um either currently or have in the case of combo put like 20 hours a week into the game and also have 2000 hours in it or much more and this is just something that's so hard to overcome because not only do you have to be playing more than them and be better than them and uh, be learning more things than them you have to do it faster and you have to do it against them as they're getting better and as all this happens so not only are you just trying to get better you have to get better faster than everybody else which is something that's like so incredibly hard to do when you already have this three-year delay let's say uh, going back to your rule because this three-year delay is now you have to be catching up to them just in terms of how much time and effort or time and familiarity you have in this game and then you also have to surpass them and get there uh, faster than everybody else who's progressing at a standard pace and that's just kind of daunting when you get to the <laughs> to, uh let's say however much you can play in a game um at, at any given point and it's like it's very daunting it's terrifying to <laughs> to, to think about that because like where i'm at it's trying to get into the top one percentile right it's trying to get into gc is like less than one percent right and that means that i have to be better than all other of the 99 percent of players that are trying to get uh trying to go or beat me to that and then i also have to be better or improve faster than the one percent who is ahead of me because i'm trying to take their place <laughs> and and so, yeah. and so the reason i take comfort in this idea of the five-year rule is that ultimately the amount of time I've spent playing the game is less than two years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I have spent more time playing overwatch. Yes. Still, you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. And I was really high rank, but I also started when that game started. Right. So there was, a, there was definitely a difference there. Um, but so, and and I think another reason I'm saying I'm I get, I give people this idea of five years is that the pro players right I think he hit um, start hitting a ceiling like when they get to eight years you know what I mean or maybe not all of them maybe not all of them okay but there are definitely players that like play at the same level or maybe it's not relative, but the point is I feel like you can be a pro player at five years is what I'm, I guess how this rule equates to me. Right. Um, and that you can at least compete with those players who are eight, nine years um, mm. because their experience at that point might be more land experience, right? Pressure, those kind of things. Right. But I think those things are experiences that you can't get just at getting better at the game. Right. Yeah. Um, and while I think they're definitely pushing that ceiling, uh, and definitely a lot of some players more than others, right. Um, might, might hit a ceiling. The point is, I think at around five years is the point where you can go, you know, uh, where you can be like, okay, I'm not, let's just say you're, you're playing this game. You start this game and you want to be a pro player, right? Don't expect it to happen, I feel, before that mark. Or maybe maybe it will. If it does, great for you. You've spent enough time, you've done it. Um, but I just take comfort in the, this idea that like at five years, I can at least compete at that pro level. Or that at least maybe that can be a goal, right? 
Um, and that like, ultimately I haven't played this game even two years. Um, and compared to like, like relatively speaking, if I think about a game like Starcraft, which I played Starcraft two, which I played for eight years, right? Like that's a tiny fraction. (laughs) Yeah. Like if anyone, like, like if you think about that, right, it's such a tiny fraction of, of the time that I spent playing Rocket League. And like, if anyone were to pick up that game, I think it would take them at least three, four, right? Maybe five years. Um, like, obviously, I'm not practicing, so, like, my skill might deteriorate. But let's just say you gave me a week, right? I think I can be anyone who has only played three years. Yeah. Right? That's that's my theory, right? Until they hit that five-year mark, I don't think they can really start beating me. So I, I is is and so like equating that back to Rocket League where I only have two years, I'm like, well, it makes sense that I'm having trouble kind of getting into that top one percent, yeah. or that I get in and then I get out because I am not. I might I think mechanically there are certain things that I feel like I'm very getting very good at, um, but it's that comfort level with the rank which just takes time to develop. Yeah, and you can't really cheese your way past that you have to exist in that rank you have to exist at that level Ooh, that's that's a good term cheese because that's essentially <laughs> what i did to get to platinum right yeah yeah cheese my way to platinum and then i had to figure out how the game works yeah so yeah uh so yeah you do definitely have to put time i had a counterpoint to it but i forget what that was do so, it no I, I forget what it was <laughs> five-year old counterpoint i need it now i honestly can't even remember what it was it was like 20 minutes ago that I thought of it. Um, <laughs> I should have wrote it down. Too bad. Uh, I think we're good to end that little rant there. Of Yeah, just have hope if you've only... Or maybe like you just started putting in like serious time to training now, right? Mm-hmm. Have hope in this idea of like all the players that are in that top rank have been putting in serious work... Four or five years. For four years at least, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Like, think about it. They've been putting serious training, regimented training for four years. So don't don't feel discouraged. Is yep. is essentially all I was trying to say. Oh, I remember what my counterpoint to it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one thing that I would have to say as a counterpoint is that you can. This is kind of ruined by my other point, but what's whatever. Um, no, 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 listen. <laughs> you can get to the point of uh, familiarity. Like, let's say uh, the pro is in year one like the first like season two uh you can get to that point pretty much as fast or faster than um than they did originally yes, yes. much easier even though they were the every diamond one. player is at the level of season one yes like 100 <laughs> percent. and you don't have to put nearly as much time as they had in it to to get there um yeah you can you you have all the information you can yeah, yeah. so you're basically choosing your way to the the early pros um but you you're still playing catch up to where they are now and they're improving at such a rapid rate that you have to match and outpace them to get to that level. Um, yeah, that, that's what I wanted to say there. That's the end of that. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> it was good. No, it was good. Yeah. It was good. I like that little discussion on time. We need it. Um, <laughs> so what I want to move on to now is, uh, twos is suddenly a thing. Um, kind of everywhere it really is because one it's a thing in the fusion tournament which johnny boys tournament which is awesome 
Uh, but first, it was a thing in our tournament, the much more important one. <laughs> wow, dude. That's like uh, yeah. So, twos is very big. Um, I'm sure you did watch most of the uh, the ASAP tournament, right? I, I honestly, I, I tuned in and out. It was, it was. Okay. Listen, guys, guys. I, I know I should watch everything, but there was other stuff going on at the same time. So. Yep. No, nobody's gonna hold that against you. Don't worry. Um, I watched a I fair mean, bit. People of- honestly think like I don't play in these tournaments because like, <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, I joke about like, oh, I, I got my one win and I just call it a day, right? Yep. Um, but uh, actually, no. In this week's tournament, I asked Wabbits, and Wabbits already had a partner, mm-hmm. uh, and That's- then I asked Nick Tackler, and he worked. So I was like, well, you tried. I, you know what, I, you know what, I, I felt the pain. You know, I just I threw and looking for team into the tournament. No one answered me, so Ooh, uh, pain is real. You know, and there was two people I, at the I, end of it who were looking for a team as well. I well, listen, they didn't. No one added me, so uh, you know, yep, it happens. Clearly, Wabbits was the more sought after uh, free agent, which is mm. fair. You know, he's better than me, so that's all good. That's true. Um, <laughs> uh so yeah in this tournament it was a lot of fun it was actually really good um i got knocked out round one it was great because then i got time to watch the rest of it with everybody else and it was amazing Uh, wow i feel bad for your uh teammate oh yeah i really let jy's down it was well do you let jy's down by saying that now oh my goodness (laughs) well you're just like yo dude uh i i didn't try man what I never said that. I just well, said you, that you, I, you were happy to get out. That's not a competitor. As as Ninja would say, that's a weak mind. <laughs> so be disappointed to uh, to lose as you're playing. Be okay with it once it's done. That's my mentality. <laughs> I never want to lose while I'm playing, but I'm perfectly okay with it once it's over. <laughs> yes, that's a good mentality. Uh, but once again, the Fortnite Ninja would call you weak. So. But that's Ninja, so that's fine he has blue hair so yeah what can you say no opinion <laughs> okay uh let's actually get into it where the twos tournament was really good overall my the main ones that i wanted to talk about were uh first off big congratulations to the uchiha clan uh the winners of the tournament who were jake and warren um who i believe the they came in we're from not a different- part of our discord which is yeah. They, they came they're, in from they're like flux, my dude. Yep. Where they just, you know, heard that there was a tournament going. I was like, yeah, sure. Let's let's see if we can win this one. Um, they are both twos mains, uh, and they are very familiar with each other, which really showed through their play. Um, but yeah, they're they're pretty pretty cool dudes overall. Um, I was talking with Warren after after the game, like after the tournament was done, and played uh, some threes with him and Cursor, and just really good guys. Chill. He's amazing. Um, I haven't talked to Jake yet, but if I ever get the chance, I'd be happy to. Uh, yeah. So, on onto the actual play, because twos. Actually, can, can I say because like this is the only time we're going to talk about the tournament, right? Yep. Probably. Um, <laughs> I'd like to say first of all, thanks for relentless and nice snuggles for awesome casting, dude. Yes. It was great, and not only that, that intro, I was floored, dude. <laughs> intro. I don't know if you saw the intro habits. I did. What was it? They had like a 30 second. No, it was almost like a minute with like beat drops and highlight clips and like went into our like the ASAP weekly throwdown at the end. Dude, it was. Oh, gosh. The production off the roof. Uh, 10 out of 10, my dude. Production. So thanks for that. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, Combo, you're fired. All right. Just for that intro. <laughs> Casting was great, but just for that intro, I'm like, dude, the, the <laughs> they, they sold me straight up. <laughs> no, no, uh, okay. So, the funny thing is, like, Combo was like getting drunk while watching as well. So, like, I don't know what's up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, casting was absolutely amazing. It was great throughout. Uh, by the end of it, we could tell that every single person that was playing the game and had anything to do with the game was getting tired. Um, but that was fair because yeah. that was like, what, five, six hours in? <laughs> I so, think it was more four and a half, five. But I, yeah, I agree. I, I almost feel like if if we are gonna have such giant uh, giant brackets, mm-hmm. two things need to happen. I think um, I I think there's a possibility they start the stream later, right? Oh, after some of the rounds are done. Yeah, like like let's just say going to quarters or whatever. Yep. Um, or or you have two streams going, or that like switch out halfway yeah, through or something. Switch out I don't with know. The, yeah, that's not a bad idea actually. We'll be thinking about that as time goes on um, and definitely be keeping that in mind for the next one because we should have multiple options for streams. Yes. That up. Um, so, yeah, with the actual play of the, the game, um, I wanted to talk about just two's meta because that's mm-hmm. going to be an important thing as time goes on, um, especially with, well, with the fusion tournament, um, because there might well, be more guess, yeah. like more of a show match for twos that might uh developed from it um we had our own two tournaments so like i wanted to talk about what happened in there and okay so yeah so pretty much the rest of what i wanted to talk about was twos <laughs> um and what i noticed mainly in ours um in the asap tournament was two different metas that uh existed with the vast majority of teams at least the the higher tier teams that um ended up going to like the later rounds uh what happened was there was either the one uh one meta which was boom the ball to the other side if we're playing defense just get it out of our side and then try and do something nutty uh to get a goal in whether it's like an air dribble or flip reset or uh some i didn't really see too much bumping in demo um just just such hyper aggressive that if like it it basically felt like what's going to happen in this game is that we score five times and get scored on four times because of it. <laughs> and if we can just keep that ratio up, then we'll win. <laughs> and I, it was a really fun style to watch, and it was really good for the vast majority of it, and it worked um, specifically for the Combos Creations team, uh, Hunty and Arak, where they're two basically mechanical gods <laughs> who are just really good at hitting all of these nutty things because they practice it so much, they put so much time into it, um, that they can be comfortable with making these risky plays that would be risky for the majority of players. Um, but they're comfortable with it because they have so much practice with it. And mm. I just thought that was such an interesting thing to do because it's not really what I expected to see in twos because it's very much a threes thing um, where you have this one person who tries to pop off and then they have two people back to defend. But they kind of both tried to pop off together and then it worked out really well for them the majority of the time. And then if it didn't work out, they got scored on, but that was pretty okay with them. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And then you have your your other meta, uh, which was the slow play and control, where they would just try and control the ball as much as possible, um, go for low 50s, go for dribbles, whatever it might be. But kind of like pretty much two, two ones players playing the game. 
Um, there was team chemistry with it. There was other stuff happening and like they were passing and they were going for some cool shots and like fairly risky things to do, leaving the last man on defense and stuff like that. But overall it was, um, a very controlled and meticulous, uh, play style. And the Uchiha clan, the winners, uh, Jake and, uh, Warren, (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, they uh, did this meta very well, or that style of play. And I was just really, I honestly love watching that t- that type of play personally. Even though I know a lot of people hate playing against it, and a lot of people don't like to watch it. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just kind of where I saw the two metas coming out. I have more to say about this, but I wanted to hear your thoughts on those two things, if you want to. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can see. Man, twos always throws me for a for mm-hmm. a loop because like everything I know in threes is just different. Yeah. Um. It. Yeah. It. It kind of feels like. What ends up happening is, as long as you're confident in your play style and you push it. So let's just say you're being more aggressive and risky, right? Um. As long as you, I think the moment you you start getting hesitant or you miss a shot or two and you get not confident with that style, it kind of crumbles. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's fair to say. So that that's the one where I'd be like, this is great. As long as like if you feel you can keep up this aggression through the whole tournament and not miss shots, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think a slower, more defensive style tends to favor longer tournaments. Fair. Um, because it's almost like you bring the other team into that slower play and then you have more time to kind of set up your fifties and stuff. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, so what I will say to that is, um, the semifinals, I guess, uh, or winners finals and the grand mm-hmm. finals, where it was the combo creation team versus the, uh, Uchiha clan was this mixing and clashing of the metas. And, mm. Yeah, it was just very, uh, like, great games to watch overall. Um, and especially with the Grand Finals, which is the best of five, this is the one that I remember most, um, mostly because it was just such a weird thing to watch, having watched the rest of the tournament. Um, and the reason I, I say that it was, like, really, really weird to watch <laughs> is because they kind of swapped. Um, was this Winner's Final, sorry? No, this is the Grand Finals match. Grand Finals? Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I got something to say about grand finals in a second, but yeah, you, you keep going. You and I'm going to kind of shoot you down beforehand, but I also want to hear what you said, so I'm not going to go all out. Um, okay. So what in in the winners finals? Let's just say that um, where it was they fought it, or faced off each other against the first uh, faced off against each other the first time. Um, it was the compass creation popping off and doing nutty things, and then Uchiha clan just kind of playing the slower game, uh, low 50s, very calculated. And it was great to watch. They did everything that they should have fared well. I'm fairly sure that they were pretty close games and like really, um, really good overall. But in the grand finals, what ended up happening is that the Uchiha clan came out so, so strong and like completely mm-hmm. feeling themselves and playing amazing. And they took over uh, the combo creation team of playing this pop-off style. They were going for double touches. They were doing a lot yeah, of yeah, yeah. doing this, these dribbles into air dribbles into whatever and they were just playing out of their minds straight up for the first two games and they broke down the uh the other team completely and they 
like the combo creation couldn't get these uh, big clears into uh, into a double touch or anything that they were using beforehand to get these goals. Um, mm-hmm. So the first two games, they were just completely out of it until the end of game two, where at the end of game mm-hmm. two, what ended up happening was it was kind of weird, but first off, the end of game two, uh, the, the Uchiha clan started to fall off. They weren't feeling themselves mm-hmm. quite as much. They started respecting some of the uh, the attacking plays of combo creation and every, and stuff like that. And then the second thing was Arak kind of popped off. Um, he got a couple <laughs> goals. Uh, was like, you know, I think it, um, I'll go into a little bit about the salt later, <laughs> but I think he was a little bit salty um, just from some comments, and uh, he wanted to show off, like, you know, like. Don't count us out of this yet. We're we're still really good at the game. <laughs> and then you go into the final game, and both teams just didn't play. Like they they both played so defensive. They um, tried to do pretty much nothing fancy. They were just sitting back, playing defensive, playing control, playing whatever. And the moment I saw this happening, I was like, okay, the entire game's over. Um, mm, interesting. And the reason I say that is... I see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's because the Uchiha clan, um, they knew this style better. They went into the games, um, or at least every other series, playing this style. And that was their their native, like, natural way to play, and they knew how to play it very well. Um, Meanwhile, the mm -hmm. combo creations were this pop-off style who just couldn't transition their game fast enough and well enough to beat the Uchiha clan in their own style. Okay. Yeah. So I had two things. One game two was like a devastating loss, right? Cause that was an overtime, I believe, or it was like a last second thing. I think it was last second, where they it was like a last. Second. Yeah. 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 Um, so I think that's definitely hard going to a game three. Um, I think another thing, what tends to happen like willingly or not is the team that's already have the lead right going Mm -hmm. into that game three um they they have won two games so they're kind of the by posturing more defensively or like slowing down play per se right they're essentially saying we've won two games we don't have to force anything right um and like in some ways they're almost playing neutral like you know, like from fighting games, if you understand what I'm saying. And, and so like this idea that like, I don't have to push the aggression. I'm just waiting for you to make a mistake and then I'm going to try to punish or, or whatever. I don't have to force anything. I'm just playing that neutral. Right. Mm-hmm. And because you're a team that's down, whenever it happens that like both teams are kind of playing defensive, you're going to always want to be the one that pushes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is, is I think it tends, that was a walking game. All, like our casters got super confused as well, which I yep. thought was probably the greatest part of that game, yep. <laughs> uh, which they're like, Oh, this looks like bronze, but it isn't bronze because no. it's not that they're not like, they're not setting up the plays they were before, but it's almost like they're trying to play zero risk rocket league. Right. Exactly. Which, which tends to become like, it looks like it's lower ranked, but all it is is just, you are trying to play a hundred percent. Like you're trying to make zero mistakes. Right. Yep. And I think the, my reasoning, at least what, what would give uh, the Chiha clan an edge um, would be that uh, they, they essentially both teams are playing the zero risk, right. 
try to try to bait out errors kind of kind of play right like that i to equate as much as i can to that that street fighting uh, analogy right um but because you are an o2 team you're naturally going to want to push the play more um and playing this kind of very zero risk style but being the team that feels more pressure than the other team uh, means you're more likely to make a mistake fair that's that's at least my kind of what's it called psychoanalysis of that mm-hmm. um but i think ultimately the way game two was lost probably had more an effect on game three than anything else mm-hmm. um because like like imagine if a she clan played three like way more risky right they just they just had a i don't know if it was a comeback win or a comeback tie and then overtime win whatever it was i i don't remember right now mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, like we're so hyped, like let's go crazy. Well, that's where this kind of very make no mistake style would have actually worked in the in uh, uh, was it combos combos creations creations favor, right? Um, but because they actually just full settled down and were like, no, we're just going to react to whatever you have to do. That's why they like they they made it as you said their game. They made it very dif- very difficult to create openings. And since both teams were playing like that, it was kind of like. Zero zero game until someone scores, you know. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and it, it seemed to favor the Jihad clan in that particular case. Mm-hmm. That's actually kind of fair. Um, I like how you went for a general, uh, general thing rather than a team specific. Um, but I remember specifically with uh, the chat um, and the casters calling out that like this is just bad gameplay. Um, I remember telling the people that I was in a, uh, a voice call with. Um, and even just messaging this into the chat, being like, no, they're not playing bad. They're just playing scared uh, because both teams didn't want to lose. They were both playing. They were neither of them were playing that like they wanted to win. And uh, both were playing like they didn't want to lose. And the, the reason that the moment I saw that happen, that I, I said that um, combos creation lost is because they're not a team like both of those players do not play to not lose. They play to win. And if they're playing to not lose, then they're just going to lose. <laughs> uh, it's just not their style of play. Like, they're pop-off. They're, we're going to get these double touches. We're going to get uh, these absolutely insane clip plays and, you know, just pop off. Um, but the fact that they gave up on that and that they got scared and they tried to play defensive, while it was pretty good defensive play, I'm not going to lie, it just did not match up whatsoever to uh, the Uchiha's uh, mm-hmm. natural play style, which was that more defensive style. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do anything more of this, or do you want to get into a little bit of the drama there? Uh, let's get into the drama a little bit. Okay. So a little bit of the drama was <laughs> we create our tournaments so we can create our own Rocket League drama. Oh, That's yeah. really the goal. <laughs> Every time there's a message, I just I start writing things down. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what ended up happening in I think it was game two um, was. The Uchiha are kind of obviously playing incredibly well. They, I think, came off like a 6-3 win. And then the second game, they were up a couple goals as well. Um, but at the start of the second game, what uh, there was a message sent that was... I forget what the actual phrasing was. Actually, I forget what it was about. <laughs> Do you was remember? Like, I hope everyone in the watch party was watching. No, yeah, this is for you, watch party. Um, that's what the, the message was. And that was saying that it was like, they were playing, uh, for everybody that was listening or in the voice call together in the ASAP general mm. voice call and watching the, the stream. 
um, which nobody uh, really paid mind to until uh, it was responded to <laughs> um, and people brought it up uh, like the casters brought it up and everybody seemed, seemed to think that uh, it was just straight BM um, that they were, you know, saying like a call out to people or uh, whatever it was. And just them being like way too cocky and saying like, oh, we're easily going to take this, whatever. Um, Listen, we understand Combo's creations were the uh, fan favorites. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, and I mean, it's possible, especially if they're in a comp- competitive situation that you like, just by saying anything, you can like people's just tilt having opponent. tilt your opponent. Um, um i honestly don't take anything that an opponent says ever seriously um because i mean i used to joke but like you know this eight these eight years of starcraft have prepared me for listen league of legends prepared me for teammates making fun like uh trash talking me uh starcraft though prepared me for opponents trash talking me that's yeah (laughs) um but it it makes me laugh because i'm like Dude, like whenever whenever someone starts trash talking in any game, I'm like, especially if it's an opponent, I'm like, dude, I've spent six years jabbing, jabbing, you know what I mean? <laughs> Getting my my fingers ready. All right. There is nothing you can say where I'm knocking out with you. Like you will lose this argument and I will tilt you. Um mostly yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh regardless, uh yeah, having watched it back, uh, I think honestly you could say there's an argument to like oh they shouldn't have said anything like why are you typing at all which is fair right like apart from mm-hmm. good luck have fun or gg or whatever it is um so you can say that i don't think you can say that it was like bm you know what i mean Not at all. Not at like all. with all due respect i don't think rocket league players understand bm like i don't <laughs> Yeah, I don't think like because because it's true. Your teammate's more likely to to say something terrible about you, right? Um, but the 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 anger, right? <laughs> the the pure elation that I get when an opponent like actually gets angry at you and says vile things, amazing uh, is is amazing because especially if you're winning, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in this particular case, it was at most a comment that was taken the wrong way. Right. I think that's, that's kind of how I take it down. And I I think the chat likes drama. So I think that's why they pushed it. (laughs) Fair. Like, like the, 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 they're making a big deal of it because it's fun to do as opposed to the, like it was actually toxic. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think in this particular case, there's no way. I think it had very little to do with what their intent was, right? Yeah. And if it's taken poorly by by uh, combos creation, well, that's tough because you're in competitive, you don't want to lose. I get it, but but I don't think it was anything more than like like a hey, like look at look at us, dude. We're, we're doing really well. This is for the crowd. Like, yeah. yeah. Like saying it's for the crowd is just saying it's for the crowd. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what more do you want, my dude? Yeah, there's nothing about um, it. And like he was defending himself at the end, saying, "Oh, it was kind of funny." I'm like, because <laughs> he spent like the whole interview at the end, like defending what he said. Yep. Um, but I think it was misinterpreted and poorly misinterpreted. 
Yep. It was a straw man as opposed to a steel man of the intent. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Fair. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I said or what I thought about it. It was just like it was over um, or it was taken badly and overtaken by Combo's creations team, which is kind of sad because it probably tilted them and you could see it in their play, um, at least with Arak, that he was tilted and like he was getting goals to get back at that comment. <laughs> um, Sometimes you need a little bit of spice, but yeah, yeah, in the long run that you hit that adrenaline pump, you score like two crazy goals and then it disappears, you know, and yeah. then, then the tilt sets in as opposed to adrenaline that like helped you a little bit. Yeah. So, I know that feeling. Well, yeah, it's kind of sad, uh, but like no calls to anybody, but that's what it looked like happened. Um, and it just, from the viewer's standpoint, at least from my viewer standpoint, it just wasn't at all that. And then talking to him afterwards, um, both in, in the interview and outside of it, nothing at all was meant by it. It was like, it was just him saying like, Hey, this guy, this is for you guys. Uh, we're trying to play the best rocket league that we can. And we were really feeling ourselves game one. So here's the game two. <laughs> to be fair to the chat. All right. And I don't know if it was one of uh, Warren's buddies or, or, uh, they came it? at some point yeah but i think they were saying this guy's toxic that was totally meant to be <laughs> after so him, his yeah. reputation preceded him and started the rumors that's yeah. I, I <laughs> that's a conspiracy that. dude because <laughs> his friends uh, I wonder if Ark, like listen if they've never talked before in their life then that is definitely like there's you can't you can't you can't just assume malintent to someone you don't know do you know what I mean? Yeah. If it's in like a... Like it's a neutral statement. A neutral yeah. statement. You can't assume malintent if you don't know that person. If you... <laughs> if Ara comes to me after this episode and says, hey, listen, like I've talked to this guy before and this guy was trash or whatever, whatever. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I totally get I understand everything. Uh, disregard everything I've set up to now, right? Yep. Um, but, however, uh, if you truly have never spoken to this person, then there's no way you can... Like, I think you're willfully misconstruing it yeah. as opposed to, yeah. uh, um, as opposed to if you're, you should be charitable and be like, oh, like they're talking to the crowd. Yeah. Uh, but to be fair, in a competitive situation, like I get it, you're, you're, you're focused in. Yeah. And especially I talked after- about this the whole point. <laughs> the point I'm trying to say is in general, in life, <laughs> completely disregarding this situation and not all related to this. Uh-huh. If someone says something that, isn't directly negative towards you do not assume it is negative please for your sanity and for everyone around you mm-hmm. assume it is good until you prove it otherwise all right <laughs> that will help you in life all right close rocket league in rocket league there's comp- competition there's there's people that you know may have had dealings with each other there's other stuff but if you if you don't know someone right even as celebrities that will say stuff online, a lot of people like will freak out about whatever they said. With all due respect, if you don't understand the context and the thing they are saying, all right, do not assume it to be negative. Mm-hmm. Be charitable with what people say, right? Assume the best. Whenever someone says something, so th- I'm, I'm I'm getting on a, on a soapbox right now. Oh, but well, just, yeah. <laughs> let me keep going here, okay? <laughs> if someone says anything, right, assume that they have the best intention with what they say right? Until proven otherwise, right? So if they make an argument, don't think of like the literal thing they are saying. Think of like, what is the best, even if they're terrible at using words, you know what I mean? And they, they just, the way they said it comes off terribly, right? 
be charitable and be like, okay, what was this person trying to say? Right. And if this person had a good point or had good intentions, like give, get the best version of that person's argument um, before and, and try to think what it was. Right. Instead of just assuming the worst. Cause I think, yeah, I think all of us like rock league aside could do better if we just did that. Like, like everyone would just be a lot happier. Right. Yeah. Like, I think this is one thing that I really like about discord. Like, I'm gonna be honest, like the, 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 the Aussies and myself and like a couple other guys, Nick Tackler from time to time, will just like say like, you know what I mean? Like just trash talk each other the whole time. Yep. And like, it's because we have this kind of, like we've, we've, we've gone to a point that we just assume it's like lighthearted fun. Cause we've kind of created this, this, you know, friend circles thing, whatever it is. Right. Um, so if someone's, so if someone's being sarcastic, I mean, one, if you are being like sarcastic and snarky and, and a little bit trash talky, like try to do it to your friends, like yep. people that are generally your friends as opposed to other people. That's, that's a side note, but assume that they're trying to be snarky and sarcastic and kind of poking fun as opposed to malcontent until you see signs of actual malice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that there's. I'm off my soapbox now. You can you can get back to Rocket League here. Life lessons from Lazira. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say, si- simple side note of not playing uh, or of playing Devil's Advocate as always. Um, you shouldn't read into things, but sometimes people have to be read into. So definitely look at it, look at it with a positive no. thing. But sometimes, okay. are- hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Me saying be charitable with what things say does not mean be naive. Okay, yes. like let's that's, let's that's not get I this wrong. Yeah. Just, just let's so not get this wrong. <laughs> it's assume the best version of the argument and then look into it and do your best to find as many different opinions from different as as many different novel opinions. That's that's what I like to say. Yes, as many different opinions. Cause you'll hear one, two sides of an argument and you're like, this is so generic BS. You know what I mean? Um, and like try to hear from lots of different perspectives, try to you yourself find lots of different perspectives um, and then come back and be like, okay, no, like I'm being naive. This guy's literally like this guy's terrible and whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but in general, especially people you don't know very well, you know, you may have heard one or two things about them from somewhere but in general, you should you should do your own research. You should find out as much as you can before you make a judgment. Yeah. So um, be charitable, not naive. Yes, that's perfect. Yes. Okay, I think that I think it'd be best if everyone did that. Yeah, and this was a fifteen one. minute Robin Kyle show. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when it's the two of us. <laughs> now yeah, let's yeah. get back to the ASAP show. Um, so in the competitive corner. <laughs> Ooh. We're still on twos because there's the fusion tournament, um, <laughs> which is the big thing that's been happening. Uh, Are you surprised by how like how weird it seems when you see three teams playing twos? Yes. <laughs> like it is odd. It is very odd. So different. It's so, and sometimes it meshes, sometimes not at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say from the games that I've watched, Rogue was playing amazing. Um, <laughs> Dude, Rogue. If I were to say like what team is currently um rank one. Rank one, like most likely to win, Rogue feels it, dude. Oh yeah. They they are just Oh yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy because you look at these teams and you're like 
where are the best right i was just looking i'm like there's no g2 there's no nrg there's no no pk no no nothing like it's just everyone's I'm like just... i'm like looking through and i'm like are you sure this is the, not the qualifier right like so the big name teams here are rogue space station 72 pc and stromboli those those are the those are the dude <laughs> It's it's I think ones is becoming is a lot more significant than people thought it'd be. I think so. I, and I think not the three teams don't play enough twos usually. Like they, I'm sure there's some people they played twos with, mm-hmm. but like it's one thing to be like, oh, we play twos and comp together, right? Yeah. When we practice from time to time, you know, like uh, like squishy and gimmick for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, oh, okay, like they're pretty good. They playing comp from you know what I mean. It's another thing to be like, no, we're gonna we're going to focus and actually like get really good at this specific thing. Cause it ultimately like maybe for a week or two playing twos makes sense. But like from a three teams perspective, like there's only so many twos you could play. Mm-hmm. And what I find really interesting, like I've thought about this for a little bit is that in high ranked competitive t- twos, what most people do is play it like it's a threes game. Um, just to, practice threes but practice threes with one a reasonable queue time and two um a little bit different so they have to play a bit safer and because at high rank threes you can't have comms the entire time you just kind of go to twos and then play it like threes it's just kind of a general gentleman's agreement that people play it like threes and not play it as its own game mode because everybody wants to practice threes because threes is the game that matters (laughs) which is really (laughs) funny to think about because now there's this Two's uh, tournament that nobody was ready for and nobody actually practiced for uh, except for like maybe a couple people. Um, so yeah, you just see in this weird dynamic of like things coming out, these three threes teams trying to play twos, but they're playing twos like it's threes. They're not playing twos. <laughs> yeah. Yo, isn't it whack that Rettles is playing as a stand-in? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to say that because I... I was watching, and not only that, in twos, Rettles bump style is so much more effective. Right? Like, you would think so, but maybe they had, like, a really good reason for this. Because, uh, like, sorry. I, um... Oh, okay. Well, what did I watch? Because I was watching. Okay, maybe not. Maybe it's clearly not the case, because I'm now I'm looking at the 2v2 results. Mm-hmm. And Rogue beat Team Envy, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was was it was I watching the qualifier? Possibly. <laughs> or, but I think it was more recent, so I think it's 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 more possible I was watching. Maybe it was one of the games they won. Mm-hmm. It may it might have been they were up to one or sorry they were never up in the series. Maybe they were winning a game, and I'm like, oh my goodness, like this demo heavy style is working. But uh, I think I think the truth is, if you have two one v one players on a two's team, it's going to be stronger than. Yeah. yeah you know what i mean then then like two three v three players that, yeah. that's my theory i'd, I'd agree mostly because you have more opportunity to do like 1v1 skills mm-hmm. and i think you see that uh like one of the big surprises for a lot of people in this tournament was that uh g2 had chicago mile in as their twos team instead of i think it was uh rizzo jnaps <laughs> and a lot of people were really surprised by that but i feel like it makes a lot of sense personally because Rizzo mm-hmm. is like such a 
defensive back man who just kind of lets his team do whatever <laughs> that's up um like he doesn't really try to set up passes or much like that he just lets his team do things uh and then jnaps like i don't know i actually don't know why because like i f- i feel like he's too high level me- like high risk mechanics <laughs> that would be my my argument for it. like he's too good at like going really high up in the air hitting really tight angles or going for flip resets or whatever else it might be um but those just aren't super useful in twos but then you have mile who is a one's god just straight up he's one of the best ones players mm-hmm. um and then you have chicago who's really good at setting up plays uh he's always the front man who goes for demos who goes for uh bumps and goes to get the ball out, out in front of the net um for his teammate to hit it and then he's also just really speedy <laughs> so it, that just makes a lot of sense as a twos team rather than the Rizzo J naps that a lot of people were expecting. And the moment I heard it, I was like, Oh, that's surprising. But then after like a minute, I was like, yeah, this makes sense. Um, <laughs> but everybody was just like very surprised that it was literally the opposite possible team. <laughs> yeah. Think, but I mean, mm-hmm. take the ones player, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And that's it. It's just like in twos, you take the ones player because there's so many op- opportunities for ones. And then if you take your, your bumper, you take your, uh, your person who's going to be setting up shots, then you take that person with the ones player. <laughs> you could also play, like have one more defensive player and just let the ones player do his thing. Yeah. You know, like that's also a possibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot more space on the field. So it, it just allows for ones plays. Yeah. I, a little bit of side tangent here but because i've been playing a lot more ones the craziest thing is that i actually feel like i've been going for a lot more crazy skills is that weird i think it makes sense like in ones and threes yes yeah the the difference is i just i can't fail or if i am gonna fail i need to hit it in a way that i i I have enough time to rotate back yeah and i think it's actually beneficial Mm -hmm. because it forces me to to not fail to not just have a lazy thing you know yep that's why uh there's the running joke with me and Eliza and a couple other players uh, where if you miss an open net, you just say that person doesn't play ones. <laughs> because in ones, if you miss that open net, you just, you're throwing away the game. Like there's, there's no reason for you to miss that open net in ones. So why would that happen in threes? Why would that happen anywhere else? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the reason is you don't have the practice for it. You don't have that one's time to, to hit the open nets, to hit the easy shots or even hit the nutty shots and be able to get back. Speaking of ones, you want to you want to talk I about really do I'm so amazing series. Get into it. Okay, so right before we uh, started recording this, um, the the fusion tournament was on, and I was just kind of watching in the background. Really good overall, and the one game came up, Alpha Cap versus Lion Lion Blaze, and I was watching it like this is this is amazing. <laughs> this is. This, it genuinely, I don't watch too much ones, but I have watched a fair bit, like ones tournaments. And I think you know, I, my, I'm going to be honest. It's it's weird for me to say this because like mm-hmm. I I love Johnny Boy, mm-hmm. like doing soul cast. But I think there's something really special about having a hype man second caster, yeah, and not just Johnny Boy. Johnny that really added to my enjoyment. Johnny, it's Jorby with him, right? Oh, was it Jorby? Yeah, I don't I don't know what it was, but it was like having two people cast a ones game because I think. I think Johnny Boy does a great job by himself, but I think there's some a little bit of extra spice that that, that yeah. second caster really gave there. Yeah, because with Johnny's uh, normal ones casting, like when he's alone, it it feels very conversational with the chat, 
Like mm. he's very good at like just making a or calling. That's a true. It's more like you're watching, but you're also more about his interaction, and you might be yeah. talking about strategy a lot more, right? Like yeah. I imagine a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But then once you get that other second caster, he can he doesn't have to look at the chat. He's just talking to the caster and uh, and casting, and it feels a lot more professional and it feels a lot more um, like RLCS, right? Which so you want to talk about uh, uh, air dribble bumps? Okay. <laughs> yes. But the, the reason I want to talk about it for this specific set, the Alpha Cap versus Lion Blaze, is because they're so good at getting out of it. <laughs> like both, of they, them. they were like dodging, dude. Their defend. I I've never seen people defend an air dribble bump this well, and they did it constantly, constantly. Like it was amazing. But then they still hit them somehow, even though they were. Oh my god, amazing, absolutely amazing. I think I genuinely think but, this is one of the best one sets that I've ever watched maybe less the second half of the last game because <laughs> you know what it was like it almost felt like there are some one sets where you'll get that very defensive style and it'll just get boring yep but here it kind of felt like as soon as one player would switch things up the next player would switch things up so mm-hmm. it kept evolving and it just stay stale yeah. you know and it was just uh, like, I oh, perfect ones plays where the boost control was just amazing mm. um, like anytime Lion Blaze was in- insane with this, but Alpha Kep also uh, did a really good job overall with it. Um, every time that they hit a shot, it was going to the top to force the their defender uh, to use boost. And then they would mm. land on generally the boost pad to the right in the direction of the ball. And then immediately... Dude, boost the- starving ones is crazy. Like, if you think about it as a it's concept, amazing. right? Like, it's so good. And they're so good at it. And I'm just... I'm freaking out right now because like they're just so so good and just watching this like this one series um it made me realize how right I was in the past but I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast where I would like talking to a, a bunch of my roommates um who wanted to like play some show matches um and I would always tell them that ones is a very different game from from threes like your your three skills do not transfer over to ones, um, but, but one skills do transfer to threes. So there you yes, go. very very much so. Like you can see people in champ two or champ three in twos and threes, uh, be in plat or gold in ones. Like that that happens a fair bit. Case in point, yeah. <laughs> like that's just a thing that happens. But you never see somebody that's in champ in ones who's less than diamond three in um, yeah two hundred percent. But that being said, what I wanted to say earlier uh, mm-hmm. was that I would always tell the, tell my roommates that like I it's not the same game. Like just because I play threes does not mean that I play ones, and I cannot play ones uh, at all because I don't play ones. Like it's an entirely different game, and the only thing that uh, tra- like transitions over, speaking kind of generally, but like I I can't really think of too much, is your immediate car control. Even your ball mm-hmm. control doesn't really transition unless you're a very possession-style poss- uh, possession player. Um, so it, it entirely is... Well, for me, it does, because I feel like I I have the ball 80% of the time. In- <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair. Um, but, uh, like, in threes, you don't at all, right? Like, it, that's that's what I'm saying. So... Yeah, yeah, your yeah. threes, yeah. like, you're never going to... Oh, my God. It's, it's, so, it's so different. It's so hard to go from ones to threes. <laughs> I'm going to say, like, recently I've been playing a lot of ones, and I think it is helping. But there is a great feeling of that 1v1 where I am just reading people like 
a book. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like I'm doing hardly anything and I just like jump casually flick, flip over, <laughs> make the save. And I just keep doing these like defensive fifties, like five or six in a row. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm just going to dribble into their neck because they like, they've, you know what I mean? Like, and trust me, I'm in gold three right now in once. All right. Like, don't get me wrong. These players, they they range from actually being gold players to like being uh diamond one players or diamond three players and yep and uh in threes and twos but like i think in ones when you are there that you're able to see or play the game very differently i'd also yep. like to say just going back to the air dribble bump mm-hmm. this is a ridiculous play to do but i was thinking about this because they, they kept like trying to dodge and like make the save or whatever mm-hmm. so I would just like imagine if the player when the, so if if you're shadowing and the guy goes for that air dribble and he's going to go for that bump mm-hmm. you go up as if you're going to defend but then you boost straight down go into the net do a do like the the what is it called the C the U oh yeah like yeah. the upside down and then I don't know I don't know what the what, alien I don't know what the word um. <laughs> in and out yep right into the save like that would be the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where you like fake going up for the aerial, so they go for that bump, but then you just do the in and out, and then you have a clear. <laughs> that that's when I'm like, just like thinking about that. I'm like, where, when 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 in threes do you really have a chance to like even think about that? You don't have that time, right? True. Like you're you're kind of suffocated with with like the ability to actually think and then be like, okay, let let me implement what I'm thinking and let me try to actually dismantle the person I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'll say for that little play. It would never work at the high, at I guess the highest level. They're too fast. You're right. They're they are too fast. I, I completely no, agree. I but it would be really cool, fast. wouldn't it? I wouldn't say that they're too fast. It's because they're too close to the ball. So the moment they go, uh, they would still be hitting you coming out, and the ball would just be going in behind them. So if you miss, but wouldn't that look so much cooler if you got air dribble ball with someone who faked you, oh fake God. challenge into going back down into an in out, yeah. and then you got the, that would be sick. Dude. Be <laughs> if, cool. if that could ever happen. That would just be the hypest thing ever and just straight posted everywhere. <laughs> I think it could happen. I, I think it's for if, if Alpha and uh, Alpha kept and uh, Lion Blaze. La, La, yeah, if they, if they in Lion Blaze, if they played 100 games, I think eventually that situation <laughs> would happen. <laughs> Definitely possible. I'll, I'll give you that. Possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, like where I wanted to go with this is that if you ever have time to watch seven games in a row, <laughs> watch this game watch the alpha cap versus lion blades uh for ones because one you'll learn an incredible amount just about like decision making and what has to happen uh two you'll figure out ones a lot better and three it's probably the best ones game that or one series that i've ever i've ever watched yeah yeah <laughs> that that's that's like what i have to say i very much recommend people go out and watch it <laughs> i do too it was great mm-hmm um okay i think we're good to end there internets and everything did not go out so yeah the the, the, the sky's clearing it must be you know now it must be rain uh sunshine rainbows up ahead you know yeah things are looking up for the world <laughs> more ones are coming and it's gonna be amazing and i'm so excited i've never thought to be excited for once but i love watching ones i just hate playing it <laughs> That's what I, I I'm listen, I'm getting slowly to a point where I'm I think I'm enjoying ones. Oh almost more. Oh um, okay. Okay. And maybe it's because of the, the couple of StarCraft games I played just to tie it all in. That's what I call a callback. Mm-hmm. Uh but um 
the the feeling of like outmaneuvering and outthinking your opponent and being like, I'm just better than you. Like there's no in ones there is no ambiguity, right? Yes. Like maybe if you lose on a 50 and it's like a close game, you're like, okay, that was like a 50 50, right? Mm-hmm. But there are times like like I, I, I got in a run of games where I was just winning like six, seven, nothing. And I'm like, I'm just better than you, my dude. Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh, no. And like, I like some people were like, oh, are you like a smurf or whatever? I'm like, well, man, like, man, no, I just once. don't play enough yes, once. Really. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, I love getting called a smurf in once. It just feels so good. And then you get destroyed the next game, but you don't care because you just got called a smurf. <laughs> yeah, 100 percent. Uh, yeah. Um. Oh, dude, I was playing a game the other day, and there's some guy who was a Smurf, and he's like, "Oh, I'm C3. Like, you could totally play in my rank." I'm like, "That's that's great. That's a Bro. great feeling." <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, okay. You want you want to do a roll call there? Yep. Let's go into roll call. Uh, so, big thank you to all of our roll call patrons. Um, first off, we have Gold Blue Mason, Mason Jwise, who we forgot to call out last week, Miffe, Paint, Tim Chew Barker, Relentless, and Psych Mopko. Uh, so big thank you to all of our roll call patrons and everybody else that's in our patron list and all of the view, uh, listeners who are just kind of, you know, chilling in the background, supporting us. Yeah. And, and to, to our patrons, uh, we're planning to record the Robin Kyle show for this month uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yes. So look for that uh, probably this weekend. If you're listening, if to you liked this episode, well, then I think you're probably going to like <laughs> the Robin Kyle show. More of me and Lazero. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Um, yeah, I think that's all we have to say. I'm going to end off this week by um, bringing it back a little bit to the world and saying, even though some of the restrictions uh, for quarantine for everybody are getting lifted slowly, um, don't just take this as a sudden, oh, we're allowed to leave and go out, which a lot of people have. Um, yeah, don't don't take it as uh, Woodstock happening in Toronto public parks. Yes, uh, that's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't let that happen uh, again. <laughs> uh, so hopefully this doesn't actually apply to anybody that's listening. But if it does, um, just you know, note that it still is serious. Uh, we still have to stay quarantined, even though things are slowly getting better. And we're, we're working our way there. Uh, yeah, so just look out for everybody else. And have a great week. Bye. See ya.